Hello everyone and welcome back to the K-Coaching Podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset with the main discussions being around improving your relationship with food and body image. And on today's podcast I have my really good friend Ellen and myself and Ellen go way back. I think we're friends since Jesus for about like 15 or 16 <laughs> now which is actually yeah. mental. Um, but because it is national eating disorder awareness week I am trying to get on as many people as possible onto the podcast to raise awareness around eating disorders and Ellen you yourself went through an eating disorder called anorexia nervosa and for those who don't know what anorexia nervosa is I actually have the definition up here so I can just read it out before we begin the podcast so Anorexia nervosa is an eating disorder characterized by a restriction of food intake, leading to low body weight, typically accompanied by intense fear of gaining weight and disturbed perception of body weight and image. That's the Google definition. Um, So, Ellen, do you want to talk about kind of, first of all, introduce yourself, uh, tell us a bit about (laughs) you, and then if you want to get into it from there. Yeah, so my name is Ellen. I'm 23 from Limerick, like half an hour from Kate, maybe. Yeah. Maybe half an hour, is it? And I'm in college at the moment doing nursing. Almost done. Fab, fab. Yeah. Um, yeah, unreal. And Ellen, you're nursing in Dublin, aren't you? Mm, yeah, Still. Dublin. Okay. How's that going? Uh good. No, I do really love it. It's hard yeah. to get used to being up there like away from home, but once you get used to it, it's grand. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to chat about kind of where it all started for you, Ellen, in secondary school? Did it start in sixth year kind of, or was it before that? Um, Like, where did it all kind of begin for you, do you think, with your anorexia? Or can you even pinpoint it? Yeah, I've tried to answer this like so much times for like doctors and like therapists and stuff. But I think, like, I think I can remember like the end of fifth year was like the, the end of summer of fifth year so maybe like I was sev- just turned 18 so going right. into leaving out and that was the first time I remember like asking someone to lie to my parents about what I had eaten so like let's say if I was out and I was like oh can you tell my parents that I ate my dinner in your house but like I didn't have any dinner do you know and that right. was the first kind of I don't know maybe disordered thing but like th- I hadn't like been restricting or anything like that before that I just had lost loads of weight because I had just hit puberty and like lost loads of weight like you do when you kind of grow and stretch and everything yeah and then I started getting loads of compliments when I lost all that weight because I was always a really big child not really big but like kind of heavy in like first and second year and then I lost all the weight and then people started saying like oh my god like you look great like you must be in the gym you've lost so much weight and like I was like oh my god I literally haven't like seen the inside of a gym in my entire life like this is great and like just all the external validation and then I think I like my mindset was kind of like okay I'll join a gym so and like I'll start tracking my calories and stuff and then I actually like might get into shape and like you know it was just all kind of external validation at the start and yeah I feel like I feel like 2017 2018 as well was like the start of calorie like calories are kind of coming into things and like my fitness pal and like I feel like that was kind of the start of that before that I'd never heard of anything like that before yeah no I was the same like I think I think it was around then Ellen like before that I think we all we kind of knew was like there was that like unhealthy and and healthy food yes yeah yes but like calorie counting I yeah I wouldn't have known until I was about that age I'd say as well yeah and then I think that was probably the start of it. Do you know, like, yeah, I'm sure you know yourself, kid, as well. Like, no one like starts a diet or like starts going to the gym, being like, oh, hopefully now in six months I'll have an eating disorder. Like, you know, like no of one. Of course, sets you're out. very naive going in. You just you're so naive. Yeah. And, like, it's the same with people who have like alcohol problems or drug problems. You don't like. First of all, they're not aware that it's happening to them, and second of all, like they don't set out being like, no. oh, hopefully now in six months I'll be alcoholic like do you know of course of course you're very naive going in yeah and it's so gradual and then all of a sudden it's like do or die situations you know before you even know it so I think I went into six year then and like obviously six years such an intense year I don't know what it would be 
it's just like your exams before you went to university for people who don't know yeah for the, yeah yeah um and then so ellen just to, go, just to backtrack there sorry you start did you start tracking calories in fifth year so no never in fifth year and then going into sixth year i started to track them yeah but like I have such a distinct memory of like a boy in my class being like, show me or my fitness pad and my like total calories for the day was 600, like for the whole day. And like, obviously I thought 600 was a huge, huge amount of calories. Like I thought that was crazy. And obviously knowing what I know now, looking back, like a child needs more than 600 calories to survive. Like a baby needs more than 600 calories. And like everything that I was logging into my fitness pad was like fruit and vegetables like nothing was like oh yeah so I was a vegetarian I'd always been vegetarian since I was like 13 so that yeah. was never like a thing I had done to lose weight. lose weight I just was a vegetarian and then I think maybe September October of six year I was like okay I'm gonna be a vegan I knew nothing about nutrition knew nothing about like things your body needed I just wanted to be a vegan so I, it was an excuse to eat less food okay so yeah then I became a vegan and I just that was kind of the start of the tracking of the cows but like even now I can't I do track my cows but I have to be so careful that I don't get like sucked into it you know because yeah. it's, it's so toxic like of course and sometimes. did you have a coach or anything then Ellen or was it just you'd find out about my fitness pal and you were like I'm going to download this because I want to lose weight like where was the initiative that came to be like oh I'm going to download my fitness pal I actually can't even remember that Kate but I think I didn't have a coach or anything like that but I think I just wanted to be I like I compared myself a lot to other people I knew and like other girls that I thought were like really really pretty or like really really toned and I'd like find out what they did if it was a gym or something like that and I would do it so like I took up running like maybe I think it was like end of fifth year start of sixth year no maybe the start of sixth year and like every morning I'd get up at five or six like hail rain or snow before school and go on like a 5k run and then I'd come back and like obviously wouldn't eat anything to like fuel my body or protein or anything like that I'd come back and eat like grapes or something like this and like that was all I did fitness wise so I think in my case obviously it's not the same for everyone but it wasn't very fitness based like I wasn't obsessed with going to the gym or like obsessed okay you weren't really obsessed was, with like the exercise side of things no no it. no it was I was now I was very conscious of steps and things like that because that kind of is linked into my fitness pal yeah but it was very much the food for me like it wasn't so much that I was like you know doing sit-ups when I got the chance or like things like this you know yeah, it was just like control over your food yeah over my food and stuff like that and you were in sixth year at the time Ellen so like obviously like you're really studious really like smart um loved school and yeah wanted to always do really well in school how did it affect your like how did it affect sixth year like how did say eating less like start to affect you like did was there any point in school where you were like, I actually can't keep going to school or, you know, yeah. how did it start affecting school side of things? So like when I wasn't, first of all, when I was in school, it's always, always, always freezing, like freezing, freezing, freezing cold. So I'd always have to have like a jacket, a jumper, like, and stand by the radiator. And like, I remember so well, like the teacher would like tell everyone else to sit down and then she'd let me like stay by the radiator. I just couldn't, like I was freezing all the time because yeah. obviously like my body had no nothing in it and then a lot of the end of sixth year like I because when you don't like your body needs food to function so like when you don't give your body food your organs start to shrink so like your stomach shrinks because you're not putting big meals to it anymore so it shrinks to the size of food that you allow and your brain is an organ so your brain like shrinks too so I have an awful lot of brain fog even like of that period of my life like I don't remember an awful lot of the end of sixth year and we went on like a family holiday the week before I went into hospital and I don't remember a thing um of that whole holiday so like I definitely oh my god I did well in my leaving cert but I could have done 
way better and like there was a period of time where like the doctors were like to me you won't be you won't be doing your leaving cert like like a thousand percent you won't be out of here in time to do your leaving cert so I was in the end but like I think because you know when sixth year like you go to school and then you're in studies at 10 o'clock at night but like I was just doing that so I wouldn't have to go home to eat Jeez. so like I'd stay in so I'd be in school from 9 a.m to 10 p.m but like not not because I wanted to be there just so I didn't have to go home and like eat the dinner and like I didn't have to go home and eat food basically so like, like my dad would drop me in take one yeah like how how was that how was your day in school from like nine to nine or nine to ten like how did you function like I don't ever remember like not having loads of energy but towards the end I definitely like towards the like obviously into that but towards the end it was really bad like I couldn't even carry my own school bag like the day that I went to hospital like someone had to carry my school bag for me from class to class because I couldn't carry it but I don't remember ever having like really I never I never fainted or anything like that which is crazy that that never happened to me like I never fainted over not eating but like I would go to school on nothing and then I'd eat nothing on my small break and then on my big break I'd have you know those little fruit pots from Tesco they're literally like a little snack and then I go to study and then there was a break between studies where everyone had their dinner and my dad would drop me in god bless him like he dropped me in like a salad and I throw it in the bin in school and then that would be that'd be it so basically be a fruit pot and Ellen did anyone like ever like comment I suppose like before would it have been noticeable through obviously through like I'd imagine there was like severe weight loss in that time so was there anyone like commenting on it or were people nearly sometimes people are like obviously afraid to comment on other people's bodies because you shouldn't do that anyway no matter what anyone's mm-hmm. going through but even for you yourself was there ever a moment where you were like oh my god I've lost so much weight and, and almost like this confidence sometimes like a newborn confidence comes when you've lost like you were saying you got external validation for the first time you kind of lost weight without trying now you're yeah. actively trying to lose weight mm-hmm. and well was that what you were doing you were trying to was that where yes. it first yeah, came yeah. from you were actively yeah. trying to lose weight yeah. yeah so then when that was happening I suppose were you kind of getting this high sometimes it comes with this high initially off of losing mm-hmm. a lot of weight and you actually just don't give a shit like that you're only yeah. eating one yogurt pot a day because you're like yeah, oh yeah. I look great um so mm-hmm. it's fine like was there that element I think at the very beginning there was a small bit of that element but then towards kind of the Christmas time I was in a really bad relationship and when I got out of that like my confidence was knocked quite a bit and like my mindset was kind of like oh my god like maybe if I had been skinnier or if I'd been prettier if I'd looked like this person like like that person would have still have wanted me obviously you know like that's not the case like now like I know that looking back but like after that I kind of every time I looked in the mirror I thought I was huge Kate like and that's people probably think that sounds crazy people definitely who know what I looked like back then like ever like how did she think that but like I literally remember being like I can't I remember I sent a photo to my friend and it was a photo of me in like a sports bra and those Nike pro shorts and I sent it to her and I was like oh is this too much to put on Visco or something like this like is in like is it too like revealing and stuff she took ages to reply I was like what the hell and then she was like and I think she was like don't take this the wrong way but like, I think you might have an eating disorder and I was like oh my god is she for real I look huge in this photo like like I was like yeah. how like I thought I had lost a bit of weight and everyone was kind of kind of losing the pot like everyone was taking like it out of proportion and I was also like super super defensive like I'm, I'm such a defensive person anyway but like if anyone tried to say it to me I'd be like what do you want about like I, like I would just shut them down immediately but then there was also some people who like when I went out like I used to be cornered by girls and they'd be like oh my god tell me who lost all the weight like you know like did you give up dairy like tell me how you did it and I used to be like what the-? and then I used to be like what the hell I haven't even lost any weight like what what's she on about like you know I, I genuinely thought I had lost maybe like a few a few pounds like and that was it yeah but, like, see that's the part that people don't see it's like 
in your head what you're seeing is something maybe that's so much bigger than like what Other it is and see. that's what your eating disorder yeah. does to you like eating disorders take over your mind as mm-hmm. much as they do like your your body you know what I mean and yeah when you're going through that and everyone else outside you is like oh my god you need to put back on some weight you're really underweight you're really unhealthy or this or that you just do not want to hear it you do not care you're like no I'm not I'm not underweight I'm not this I'm not that and I'm going to keep doing it and again Ellen like I think we share the same traits in the sense of like that we'd be very like stubborn and defensive and we're like it's almost like adding fuel to the fire sometimes if you yeah. were telling someone with an eating disorder like that they're underweight or this or that you're you're kind of like oh you're just jealous like f you kind of thing I'm gonna yeah. keep doing what I'm doing and like you genuinely think you're fine like you're like there's nothing actually wrong with me so I think that's another part that like maybe people from the outside looking in as hard as as it is for them to see mm-hmm. until you come to the realization yourself that you're like oh my god I can't keep going this way like yeah. y- nothing will change so I suppose when did that kind of moment come for you where you were like okay like I actually something actually needs to change here like I'm like was there ever a moment where you were like like kind of like an epiphany moment where you're like oh my god like what what's after happening or um I'm actually really sick that moment came for me like so late Kate like I was so naive to the whole situation and I genuinely thought that everyone was mad like I thought I I was the person who was actually suffering but like a mental illness but I thought everyone was had just kind of overreacted and like how I got to Point Hostel was I it was the Easter holidays and I fell asleep on the Friday and I didn't wake up till a Monday so I, I didn't wake for four days and my parents had gone to a wedding and I woke up and I was so confused and like I had so many texts and everyone was like where are you like where are you gone like what what is going on and I hadn't woke and then when I did wake my legs were like blue and again I was like oh my god like this so I, I'm pretty sure I got up and went for a run like I literally was like oh I must have just been wrecked or something like this and I think that even shows the extent Ellen of how much your brain is actually not functioning because yeah you slept for four days straight and you got up and my body just, was just given up like yeah like that's the thing and then you got up and you were like instantly run like it's just yeah this is the control it takes and I think that that's what's so important for people to see that like you know anyone who's going through an eating disorder or anyone like I suppose from the outside looking in as well as like it's so hard to understand unless you're actually in it and yeah the control it can have over you yeah and I think there's such like a horrible like stigma around it like even when I was in hospital and like people were coming to visit me and like my friends would tell me that people in school were like oh she did it for attention and like things like this like like looking back now like I would do everything in my power to stop that girl like do you know like I didn't even know what was happening to me do you know like I genuinely when I went to hospital like I got to hospital I was like just 40 kg like I was so 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 small and when I got to hospital I'd lost so much muscle mass that I couldn't walk and I couldn't support myself to walk and breathe at the same time so I was wheelchair bound for a month I remember and even that. then yeah like even then like I was like what is going on like I remember so distinctively the doctor came in to examine me because like when you are going through an eating disorder you grow loads of excess body hair because you, your body can't regulate the temperature so he was looking at my back and stuff and he was like um I said to him like I was like oh will this take long like my leaving said orals are next week I was a demon as well I was so like I was the rudest person for like two three years I'd say I have like so much enemies because like it just turns you into this horrible person someone that you're not yeah yeah and I was like will this take long like I've my leaving cert oral next week and he was like Ellen there's no shame in repeating your leaving cert like I repeated my leaving cert twice something like this and I was like is he crazy like I'm not repeating my leaving cert like I was like what is going on like everyone has lost a lot now like and I couldn't walk like I was told I could not walk anymore and I was like this is crazy everyone's crazy oh my god Ellen and how even before you got admitted to hospital how like 
how did that happen did you go on the run that day when you woke up and then so like I woke up and then my parents were gone to a wedding to my to my aunt who was minding us and my stomach was so swollen gate I look I looked like I was like six months pregnant because I actually don't even know the reason for that but like it was just so so swollen the stress and, under your body yeah yeah and the dehydration and then, now that I'm thinking Kate I think that was actually the moment and I was like yeah. you know what I'll just eat a dinner now and this will go away yeah. so I ate a dinner and I ate it worse and I just felt so so horrible and I went to school the next day and I I'd say I must have looked awful and like one of my best friends he was like please ring your dad and go to the doctor at, at small break like it's around the corner and then I went to the doctor and she was like your heart rate's like dangerously low you need to go to the hospital right now and that was it then like from well that was really only the start like of the really really hard work hard, but like that's how I ended up like in hospital and how long did you spend then in hospital Ellen and what was that like what was that whole experience like I was there for a month just the bones of a month I think and it was crazy Kate like it's just even now though I feel like in college like I'm almost on nursing and like I haven't had one lecture about how to look after people with eating disorders like there's no there's no no like actual training for it and people are just really still everyone's still learning about it like you know which is ridiculous and I feel like yeah and I feel like as well back then it was kind of before social media took off so like no one talked about these things and like no one put their hand up and say oh I've actually gone through this too like you can go here for help or you can go there for help like and my parents like hadn't a clue yeah it's so either. taboo it like yeah there's no like one when, place you know what I mean especially when you were going through Ellen there was no one place where it was like oh yeah like that there was so much awareness around eating disorders like this is where you go and I even feel like nowadays even if they're like I just remember you telling me about your nutritionist and like what she was telling you to eat and stuff like that. And I remember you saying to me, like, I don't even know if you remember this, Ellen, but I just remember you saying to me, okay, like when I was coming out of hospital, my nutritionist was telling me just to eat the spuds or to eat the dinner. And I didn't, maybe, maybe that was someone else that was chatting to no, me I about that. Was or was it you? She was kind of just like get over it kind of thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like th- like it's just insane she was probably just like oh shit, there's nothing wrong with you just eat she was kind of just like not say that there's nothing me. wrong with you sorry but yeah, like, yeah that was kind of the mannerism she took she was kind of just like what weight is your target weight and obviously like I was still so unwell like I because I kind of rushed getting out of hospital because I wanted to do my leaving cert like and I wanted to I didn't want to be left behind kind of thing and I was like oh if I see 60 kg on the scales like that would be it for me like that's that's the nightmare kind of thing and obviously like that's, that's still like, right. underweight for your yeah. height Ellen yeah but she just was she just was like she just went about it the wrong way and like she was just kind of like well it, she was just kind of like if you want to live like you're going to have to be more than 60 kg kind of thing and then I was like, obviously, I was like, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. So I think I just got up and left. My parents were like, oh, so sorry about that. But like, it's just, there was no. Yeah, there was no actual support there. Like, people, do people realize that? And we're not generalizing here because there is amazing yes, nutritionists. Course, there yeah. is amazing dietitians. There is amazing doctors, whatever, but not enough. And not enough awareness. No. Then you're told to go to therapy and your therapist haven't a clue either. Like, they don't know what's yeah. going on either. And I'm not saying... Like I said, I'm not generalizing and I'm not saying that all therapists are like this or all doctors or all dietitians. Like there's absolutely amazing people out there. But I suppose Mm -hmm. it's not enough if someone is going through something and that person who is meant to be qualified in specializing with eating disorders or X, Y, Z, like a nutritionist is supposed to be or a dietitian registered dietitian who works in a hospital for people with eating disorders or um, a psychologist or psychotherapist or whatever it is and they can't help you that that's not good enough or if they don't have enough awareness or like understanding around it it's not good enough and that's how people Ellen get left behind and like I feel as though from you even just talking to me now that you got left behind Ellen you got left out of hospital on that advice am I right in saying that yeah 
Yeah, but Kate, you even remember like we went together on a holiday after that, and I was like to you like, oh, I'm not hungry, I'm not having dinner. I will and you were never like, no. forget it. You were like, no one in like. Yeah. So I was still in that mindset. mindset. Like I, I still tried to continue that mindset until well like like we were saying earlier like you you probably never 100% recovered from something like this like I still am very like you know like if I miss the gym I'd be kind of beating myself up until like someone brings me back down like yeah and if I you know have like a day where I eat like a takeaway and then I'm beating myself up the next day until I like have to bring myself back down so like it's something you're always gonna live with kind of yeah but like yeah I just felt like there were some very very good people in the hospital like you said like there were some like brilliant people and I had such a good doctor who like genuinely saved me and she like explained everything to my parents as well because my parents like really didn't understand and like they were just kind of like they just didn't understand like they're really old-fashioned and like they they my like they just thought I was a picky eater and like she, she had to sit them down and was like no like you your like your daughter has a problem like yeah you know like, but like it's actually like an illness like yeah and I like left the hospital and I couldn't Kate I walked with a limp for like two months because I had like I don't know the actual term for it but it's like drop foot so like I lost so much muscle mass I couldn't walk and I used to like walk up and down my hall just like trying to force it out of my leg like I was like please just go back to normal like please work to normal and like like no one even told me like you know go to physio or like anything like that like Thank God it resolved itself because I love <laughs> walking and things, but like and then, and it I was crazy. Like, that's it. Like these are all the effects like that people don't see. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ellen, I think as well that like the seriousness of of your like of your case like was genuinely life or death, like wasn't it? Like oh, we were at a point where yeah, like I and I think like for people listening in like how important that is that it wasn't just like oh yeah like you're gonna get better or like once you put back on weight like you'll be back functioning properly like it was a case of like it was like you were in a wheelchair and you couldn't walk like yeah you know that actually was the extent of it but because you were so still like it, it, the eating disorder takes over your mind so much you were still like oh sure I'm grand like why am I in like it's almost like your brain can't function to a point because you're so starved from energy that you're just like why yeah. am I in a wheelchair like it's not that big of a deal like why kind of thing like you don't care yeah, yeah. and I thought I remember like one psychologist told me like it's like a voice in your head and she's like you need to give that name of that voice a name Okay. so like you need to give that voice name so you can tell like let's say I named to Kate like and I can be like no like Kate you're wrong like I'm yeah. in a wheelchair because I need help like like it's fully a person in your mind who's like yeah. telling you like like you know if you're looking at a plate and it's like if you eat two pieces of garlic bread now like you're fat like and you're gonna have to go to the gym for two hours tomorrow if you do that and you have to turn it off like you have to intervene how talks, did you, you know I mean? and how did you do that did you do that with help of therapy Ellen or like were you just did you just have to overcome it yourself like how did you actually overcome the hardest parts of it when you did come out of hospital so I went I was with a therapist she was a child therapist because technically I was still a child like you I was 18 but like I was still in like the children's services and she was very good but I didn't go to I didn't stay for that long because I was kind of just like oh I'm over this kind of thing I, yeah. I just was so nervous and then it's it's Kate to be honest with you it's only recently that I've like really confronted it all and like probably in the last two years that I found like a really good therapist and like I've really looking back on it realized how severe a situation it was and how it really was do or die kind of thing and like like especially now the job I'm in as well like I I see people in the hospital who are in the same situation and like I'm like how was I like that and completely naive to it but I think like you just need to like communication is key like you know like you just need to have people that there around you that you can go to and like yeah like no one's gonna say no one's gonna turn around and say to you like oh sorry I'm actually not interested in helping you with problems like no one's gonna say that to you like everyone is gonna want to help and like I don't think I realized that I think I just kind of thought that no one really cared kind of thing do you know I know I know and 
I even remember, like you were saying, Ellen, when we did go on that holiday and we didn't know whether you were going to be allowed to go or not, remember? Yeah. And we were like hoping that you're able to go and then you're allowed to <laughs> go and we were like, yes, it was like our sixth year holiday. And yeah. um, I just remember as well, I remember vividly going in to visit you in a hospital and I just remember like, one of the nurses saying to me before I went into like we were so young at the time when you think of it like I think I was only 18 as well and like when I actually think of it like I was so naive to what was going on as well you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I was like this is before like obviously I was into fitness and stuff like that but like hadn't a clue really about calories like didn't really know you know what I mean I was kind of actually only doing fitness for my head at that point during my leaving search and I was Mm -hmm. going to visit my friend in the hospital who was sick you know what I mean from this eating disorder that I didn't really know anything about which is mental and I just remember getting the bus in and I just remember like I don't even know if you remember Ellen because there's probably loads of points that you just don't remember you know what I mean yeah and I just remember their scenery she was like um you you might like she was like you mightn't like recognize Ellen as you knew her before so she was like just just be like aware and I was kind of like oh my god and then when I went in and saw you I was like oh my god like I I couldn't like I couldn't believe it but like it's so it was still you you know what I mean when I went in it was still you like and you're smiling and stuff it was obviously still you but yeah I think like as well for those around you Ellen it must have been like really difficult and like hard for them to see what you're going through when you're so naive to it as well um yeah you know what I mean but then yeah when you were going on the hot when we were going on the holiday I just remember I was so adamant I was like Ellen you're like hey no I'm actually not that hungry and I don't eat. I was like I don't care and you're obviously <laughs> still so picky at that point you know the cereal. The cereal. <laughs> so like Ellen guys is still obviously very picky at that point and this is mental because this is before I started being like obsessed with like losing weight and tracking calories and exercise I didn't care like this is the yeah, before yeah. like I kind of went through my own thing um which is actually mad because I had seen what you went through initially and then likewise but naively went into a diet thing and I lose a small bit of weight and then it just spirals and escalates yeah you know exactly. you never like you were saying like unless you have the knowledge and a decent coach and a and decent accountability guys that is the most important thing if you take anything from this podcast make sure that you're if you are hiring a coach make sure you're hiring a coach that has decent morals and values and has the same values yeah. as you so if you're looking in at a coach who goes out enjoys social occasions has balance um sustainability whatever it is that's the coach for you if that's in line with your values so that's just disclaimer yeah. and really important but um I just remember yeah we were going we were getting food one more or was it one morning we were getting food and I was eating bread rolls so they came out my every meal yeah every single meal and Ella was like I just want to eat cornflakes and I was like oh my god I was like I actually don't care once you eat them I remember we were literally pre-drinking in Dea, Dea Apartments in Santa Fonza. And Ellen was like, hey, I'm not that hungry. I was like, I don't care. I was like, if you have to bring the cornflakes with you, we're bringing them. <laughs> and we filled a cup, a plastic cup that we drank with, with cornflakes. I'd and say, milk. I still like the video and milk in the, in the cup. And we were on the way to dinner because Ellen wouldn't eat anything out. I, I don't think you were going to eat anything out that night because we were going to dinner. Yeah. And I met you. Oh eat my god! On the way to dinner, when I actually the mouth was caught off you by the end. Of <laughs> no, Kate, it was cornflakes and that bloody tub of peanut butter in the fridge. <laughs> but I, I think that by the spoonful. Yeah. No, mind. <laughs> calories. <laughs> I love it though. But you know what? I think it was so nice because I think I don't know. Did you kind of realize on that holiday, Lynn, even though you were living off cornflakes? that like no one like when we were in sixth year no one cared what we looked like like we were on the holiday yeah. this is kind of before like social media got big and like before I suppose obviously we'd always been grown up with like watching like celebrities and like the thin ideal and striving for the perfect physique and 
when you grow up watching all of that that definitely has an impact but I think mm -hmm, for sure in the sense when we I just remember that six-year holiday no one cared no nobody cared didn't they not like it was no great one cared it was just all our friends all together having so much fun we were so carefree so and, carefree and no one cared about like nobody cared what anyone looked like yeah you know the focus was just not there like no one cared and I think Ellen no one cared. do you think do you think that that helped you in some way shape or form like when you came back from that holiday do you think that that kind of helped you in ways yeah like I think I just needed to like be like grounded and reminded because I was in such I was in my own headspace I was like I'm not good enough and like I'm not pretty enough or I'm not this enough or I'm not that enough and then like once I was once I was around like like-minded people and then I realized that like none of that like you're, my dad always says like you're either a nice person or you're not a nice person yeah. like that's all that there matters. is to it like yeah you know like at the end of the day that's all that matters like you could be like the most gorgeous person in the world and you could be horrible and no exactly. one might be around you no you know, exactly like, Ellen like there's so much more to matters. life there's so much more to life and so now Ellen, like that you're kind of outside out like the other side of it like that you're back healthy and out the other side like how is your life different now to what it was then like when you're looking back I just think now like I'm just it's kind of so weird but I just so free like you know like I lost I lost so much of my teenage teenage years too like an eating disorder and like it's so time consuming Kate like it takes up all your time like you probably know yourself like and like you're worrying about things that don't even matter and like I know now especially like if you're a healthy person like you can get up in the morning like and you can go for a walk like you've won the lottery of life like like no. being healthy like when you're healthy you're the minority like like there's so much people in the world who are really really ill and like it's actually really rare to be really healthy yeah. you know like I see that so much in work as well like everyone is so unwell and like like if you could just get up in the morning and make a cup of coffee like so much people can't do that for themselves I know, so much people don't even know like they don't even know like where they are or anything like that you know? I know so like I feel like people just need to it's obviously so hard when you're in when you're in it you've such tunnel vision and like all that matters is being like really small and like tiny but like then when it when you get to, like to a point where it can be taken away from you and like that's kind of what happened to me and like when I was in hospital all I wanted to be was better because I was like oh my god this is horrible like I might not but like I might not make it out of this kind yeah. of thing like and I was like this is crazy like that this has happened to me like and all for what you know what I mean like what has actually come of it you know so like I just think like it's obviously so hard though like when you're in that situation but you just need to kind of look at the bigger picture sometimes do you know 100% 100% and what advice kind of would you give Ellen if any to anyone that is kind of going through something similar I think definitely what I was saying like just communication like you like you can't go through it alone and like no one would expect you to go through it alone like like if people are thinking that you're struggling all people want to do is help you do you know and like if you go to someone for help no one's going to tell you to go away like no one's going to say oh I actually am too busy I don't want to listen to you right now like everyone wants what's best for you who's in your life do you know what I mean 100% so, like, I just think there's no like no one should be ashamed to be like I actually can't do this by myself I, I, like even if it's going like if you don't feel confident going to your parents like going to a friend or like even someone like you Kate like online like who's a PT like just anyone who you're like I actually don't even really know what I'm struggling with but I'm struggling like, yeah 100% you're not like alone in how you, you feel yeah someone can point you in the right direction, right direction. Like, you know what I mean? 100% and also Ellen like I think a big thing is as well is that a lot of people think like that they are their eating disorder and that it defines them completely and that they'll never get out of it and when you're in it like you said that's how it feels but now that you yeah. are at the other side do you think it is possible for people now to get help and get the right help? And I suppose that like not one size fits all that like maybe certain therapists or like like we said, like that nutritionist, no shade on her. But like she obviously just didn't understand. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. she didn't under And then 
Ellen, because you were so naive. You know what I mean? I think obviously we're way more understanding nowadays because there's so much mm-hmm. knowledge around like nutrition and calories and protein and all this stuff. But like back then when like you were going through this, you hadn't a clue around any of that. So you were going to a nutritionist to help you and give you a, yeah. a, like a meal plan or give you something to help you. And like, obviously like that wasn't of any help to you. If someone's no. sitting down and telling someone who has an eating disorder to eat 2000 calories a day, you're not going to do it. You're going to laugh at them. If no. you're someone who has been eating 600 calories a day and a nutritionist sits down and tells you, oh, you need to eat 2000 calories. You're going to be like, absolutely fuck off. Like I'm not doing that. Yeah. And like when she told me that, like I, like was bawling crying and like I remember like I followed this meal plan and it was really really high carb because like I just that's what I need my body needed and like one of the options on, on it was like potatoes and beans or something like that horrible food like do you know and I used to think it was explained to me in such a way that like I thought the options on this sheet were the only meals I could have like I didn't know that I could bend and like you know mix and match like I had no yeah, idea I get different like protein that. sources or different yeah. fiber sources or foods you actually no enjoy yeah and I remember like my mom put down the bowl of potatoes in front of me and like I burst into tears and I was like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this and like I ate them but it genuinely took me like four hours like I was like I was getting up going crying coming back sitting down eating more getting up going crying coming back because I think like someone was in the kitchen like my sister's friends or something and I was like I'm not going to cry in front of them so it genuinely took like four hours but like it's just so important like I think people need to realize like you're not just going to sit down at one therapist and get along great with them and that'll be that like it took me like five therapists to find a therapist that I get along with like and now I genuinely go to her and it's like I'm sitting down with you it's just like a chat yeah, with the girls kind of thing I know but like it I took know. me ages you need until to it takes time that, yeah until you find that yeah. and I think that's like the saddest part and it's bad but like even like I think it's in a therapist's duty as well that like if they aren't confident in helping someone with an eating disorder then it's their responsibility as well to refer out you know likewise with that nutrition yeah um there should be performance what do you call them in like yeah like performance testing and it should be up to date and it's just not good enough and I think this is us only talking about eating disorders, but I'm pretty sure that this is like mental health across the board in Ireland. Oh, you know? for sure, I'd say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And yeah, I suppose I hate like pooing on anyone because I know there's absolutely great doctors out there. And they yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like I had such great experiences with other people. Like, yeah, like literally is the reason I went and went and became a nurse is because I had such nice nurses in the hospital. Of course. Of course, you know, so like it's it's usually like one out of a hundred people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. But I suppose that was one of the most crucial things, Ellen. You know that you needed. Um, that's what we're saying. We're not like pooing on like amazing nurses, doctors. We're not. No, 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 definitely not. When it's something as crucial as life or death, and you're getting this advice from a nutritionist, and you're like you know what I mean, that that's going to be helping you, save you, essentially. Like, yeah. you need all the help you can get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I suppose that it's just crucial. And then, did you have any follow-ups then after, Ellen? Like, when you were you were a let go of hospital, like, did you have consistent follow-ups? Um, no, I didn't have, like, any type of consistent follow-up. Like, don't get me wrong like I go and have I have like I get loads of health checks done now because I have like long-term like it's long-term effects on me like do you know what I mean and like I had to get my heart checked and stuff like a year ago and like I had nerve damage in my arms I had to get that checked like six months ago and like it's all stuff that stemmed from your eating disorder but I've never actually gone to someone to be like this is how I'm getting on with eating do you know that is yeah it's just crazy shocking it's crazy like it really really is yeah something needs to change because if it doesn't it's just the people that unfortunately don't come out of it that and that's that's the that's the truth but like there's people that yeah. unfortunately don't come out the other don't. side Ellen yeah yeah you know? no yeah what advice would you give to people nowadays Ellen who maybe might be fighting with their body and how they look or 
constantly trying to lose weight for external validation or whatever it is like what advice would you give to those people I just think like you just need to be kind to yourself like you just need like you have to talk to yourself the way you talk to someone you love like you know it's so important that voice in your head that you tell yourself that like you are good enough and like you are you do have people that love you like around you and stuff and like I think it's so hard in this day and age with like TikTok and Instagram, Instagram. And, like oh I just I like I wouldn't wish it on anyone growing up in like the era that we've grown up in because like we all need to give ourselves a pat on the back because it's actually it's so difficult like it's so and it's hard. not just girls like I know so much boys with confidence problems and like you know the same body issues it's just not spoken enough about like, you know 100%. but like I just think you know you need to just take a step back and like realize that like that world on your phone like is a highlight reel like it isn't real like no one's going to post photos of when they've had like the worst day of their life and like they've crashed their car and they've like you know like no one's gonna gloat no. about that stuff no you know 100%. and like 100%. yeah so people just need to you need to make yourself happy and like, you need to love yourself because you're the only person you have at the end of the day like everything else just comes and goes do you know what I mean 100% and I completely agree and I think as well like taking social media with a pinch of salt and also knowing that you're only human at the end of the day and that we all go through shit like we all have yeah. bad body image days like me and you are both recovered from eating disorders it's not to say that we don't have poor body image days or that we don't have sometimes the drive to diet because we're watching social media or because we want to fit into this thin ideal. We've all grown up in this, but I think our responses now are different because we have tools that help us. You know what I mean? That's the way I help my clients as well is like, okay, sometimes you might be striving for the thin ideal or you want abs for external validation or whatever it is. And once they come out of that and let go of that identity that they once attached their self-worth to, um, yeah. they have the tools then that if those kind of drivers ever come back, like a drive to diet or a drive to be skinnier because they'll be happier. I was happier back then when I was this size and X, Y, Z. Now they have, if they get any triggers like that, they have the tools that they can respond to and that they know they're good enough just by themselves. And one thing I was told that really helped me when I was going through my eating disorder was I had a binge eating disorder. And one thing that really, really, really helped me was someone, it's just one one liner that stuck with me. It was like, your body should be the least interesting thing about you. Like even yeah. take the two of us when we yeah. meet up with each other like we such laugh we've so yeah no we've <laughs> such good crack and even with us and all our girls we're so lucky like we really are like joe with the group of yeah. girls that we were always going out with like the last thing we would be thinking about is how we look because we're having so such true. a laugh we're having such a safe song we're having a skit like we're honestly just all take the piss out of each other and we just have such a good time and none of it ever boils down to how we look no no you know and that's not what you remember that's not what you remember from those nights out it's not what no we not at all holiday you know what I mean we had the best time of our lives on those nights out like literally same with with that holiday you know the, holiday. I mean? and <laughs> the last thing you think of Ellen all I'm thinking of is now how is, I am. yeah and all I'm thinking of is how is <laughs> Is what? <laughs> what? Remember all I'm thinking of, like all I was thinking of when I was like saying all of that was fizzy orange, like when no staff please. <laughs> we'll say no more. If anyone's listening from that oh, holiday no. concert, they will actually be weak laughing. Weak. But yeah, no, I think that's what's the most important part that like when you look back at all these things, you're not gonna remember like, oh, was I this size or that size? All you're gonna care about. No, is, I don't even remember what I wore. Like yeah! what I mean? and like <laughs> all you're gonna care about is the memories you made with the people you love. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, and and that is that's what always kind of brings me back. I'm like, okay, like 
I'm I like if I've have if I have a bad body image day or I'm like oh I don't want to go to this because of how I look or I don't like the dress I'm wearing or whatever it is that's going through my head and then I'll always pull myself back and I'll be like do I think that about other people do I walk in and be like oh that girl's dress is awful on her no I don't yes. I don't no. care what anyone else looks like or what anyone else is wearing you know what I mean and yeah. I think then once I realize that and I'm like no one cares about that like everyone's just going to have a good time and like I really like it really brings me out of it and then I go and I have the best time ever you know what I mean and I'm yeah, like oh exactly. yeah like what was it for you know what I mean like you said yeah. Ellen, like what's it all for you know what I mean exactly and then like another one line that stuck with me like like about that was like a boy that I was in school with and he said to me one day he was like Ellen no one cares that much about you like yeah you know like no one yeah no one actually cares that much no you know no. like like you're not that important like no. pe- like people don't go around all day like thinking oh my god like what is Ellen like wearing today like no no exactly. one thinks like that no exactly <laughs> and like, the time like, I think that that's so important as I say is like like you really are not that important you're not that important like, like yeah you're literally a speck like someone has their whole other world going on there like they do not give to oh, what I'm 100%. doing like over here 100 percent i like my sister always says to me she's like hey like the world doesn't revolve around you and i'm like thanks for grabbing me there sarah like because <laughs> i'm like up in a heap over stuff and she's like oh my god like the world doesn't revolve around you came like call me kim kardashian at home. <laughs> um it's so funny like and i'm just you like need those people you though. do like if i you did do. not have my family like i'd say i'd be in space with the size of my head like i swear <laughs> to god so when I just always have my sister and she's like, hey, get a grip. And I'm like, oh my God, that's all I need. And like you like yeah. like you were saying, Lily, you just need some ground in life. It does this really matter. Like, am I gonna care about this in tomorrow or the day after? No. You know what I mean? No, not even gonna remember it. No, hundred percent, definitely. Um, Ellen, thank you so much for coming on and sharing Thanks everything. For me. It's you're gonna help so many people just even by sharing your story and to realize that people aren't alone and what they're going through and um as well if anyone ever wants to reach out to me guys my dms are always open and i will also leave links below to um things like body wise is the eating disorder um the eating disorder website i think it's a free website for people that they can go on to if they need support and if you're listening in from the uk i'm pretty sure it's beat and I'll leave all those links below as well. And if you liked this episode of me and Ellen chatting, make sure you like, share and subscribe. And I'll chat to you all in the next one. Bye, guys. Chat soon.